Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys achieve more success. We're glad you can listen today on Legal Talk Network. And today's episode, um, you know, we always vary the episodes between marketing and sales and people and production and money. And today's about physical plant, to be specific about technology, um, and to be even more specific because of you know the time that we're in and when, when this is uh, going to be on air, uh, technology that can assist you in operating your virtual team during this era of lockdowns. And quite honestly, probably what's going to be a fundamental change in, in the number of people that are working with law firms that do continue after this is over to operate remotely. So that, and also we'll talk a little bit about maintaining compliance with privacy while you're doing that and some best practices on going remote. So the title of the show today is Protecting Privacy and Other Concerns of the Remote Workforce because my guest today is Kimball Parker. Now, Kimball is the founder and CEO of 650, which is the technology subsidiary of the law firm Wilson Sonsini. Kimball also directs, uh, is the director of LawX, the legal design lab at BYU Law School. Last year at LawX, Kimball and his students developed and publicly released a software called SoloSuit, which is an automated tool to help uh, people answer debt collections. And they're also now developing this year an automated tool to help people avoid being evicted called Hello Landlord. Love it. And next year, LawX will develop another automated product to help people filing for asylum. So uh, developing lots of products for people to help self-help in these areas. In 2016, Kimball was named the Fast, or was given the Fast Case 50 Award, honoring the law's smartest, most courageous innovators, techies, visionaries, and leaders. And Kimball was also honored as a 2019 legal rebel um, by the American Bar Association. Kimball has just gotten one of the best introductions that I've given on the show because, well, he wrote it. Um, I am, of course, your host, Christopher Anderson, and I am an attorney with a singular passion for helping other lawyers achieve success with their law firm businesses. In the Unbillable Hour, each month we explore an area important to help you be a more profitable lawyer through growing your revenues, getting back more of your time, and or getting more professional satisfaction from your business. We are dedicated to bringing you guests each month on the Unbillable Hour to help you learn more about how to make your law business work for you instead of the other way around. And before we get started, I do want to say a thank you to our sponsors, Nexa, Solo Practice University, Scorpion, and Law Clerk. Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or online at www.nexa.com. Solo Practice University is a great resource for solos no matter how long you've been practicing. Make sure you check out solopracticeuniversity.com and learn how to run your practice better. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Law Clerk, where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Visit lawclerk.legal to learn how to increase your productivity and your profits by working with talented freelance lawyers. And again, today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is protecting privacy and other concerns of the remote workforce. And my guest is Kimball Parker. 
Kimball is the founder and CEO of 650, the technology subsidiary of the law firm Wilson Sensini and Kimball. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour. Hey, thank you for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. Now, I usually say at this point that I gave a terrible introduction, but I, I think the introduction since you wrote it was actually pretty good. So let me just ask you, I think the kind of follow-up to that is, what about your work with uh, 650 and with the law school um, at uh, Law X leads you to want it to present on this topic to talk about remote work and some of the privacy challenges involved? So when the NBA canceled its its season on March 11th, yeah. You know, we that night we made a decision to transfer our workforce remote. We have about 25 people working for us at uh, 650, and that became like a very complicated process for us. You know, you think like, okay, you just tell everybody to work from home, but no, actually, there's there, there's a cocktail of yeah. regulations and you know both state and federal that you have to take into account. A lot of practical considerations, and I think you know, a lot of thought, our listeners have probably like kind of just sent people home and threw a laptop at them and are still struggling with what they really should be doing. So this is, this is going to be great. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was difficult. And so, you know, we, we are lucky because we're attached, you know, to one of the best law firms in the world, Wilson Sonsini. So we consulted with a, a top 10 employment expert in the nation. Her name's uh, Marina Satalis. And she, you know, kind of helped us walk through and gave us some policies that could help us navigate, you know, moving our workforce remote and some of the other issues that it that this COVID nineteen situation raises, like sick leave, you know, yeah, yeah, and let's say travel or or uh, how do you reimburse people, you know, if they want to buy things to help them work from home. And anyway, so we went through it, and really the experience made us think, like, geez, how does any company do this, or any law firm do this, or really just just any business? how are they doing this without a Marina Satalis? <laughs> and so that got us thinking about this issue kind of more on a broad, on a more broad level, not just about us and trying to survive, but because, you know, the reason why we formed 650 is that, you know, Wilson Sonsini is one of the best law firms in the world. Just tell us a little bit more about it. I'm sure almost everybody knows about it, but what is, where are, where's Wilson Sonsini? What's their main thrust? What do they do? So yeah, so Wilson Sonsini, they're based in Palo Alto. They really grew up with the tech boom in Silicon Valley. Sure. And so they represent the biggest, most important technology companies in the world. And actually, they founded most of them, helped found most of them, and <laughs> right. brought most of them public. But you know, like, like most big law firms, like mom and pop shops don't typically use them. Sure. Like they don't have a lot of car dealership or flower shop clients. They, they have a lot of startups. They, they specialize in startups and technologies technology and biotech, but but not really like traditional small business. Sure. And so we created 650 to really bring that top tier expertise from their firm to those those types of companies, you know, companies that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford them. Yeah. So in, anyway, we started automating some complicated privacy laws that a lot of businesses have to deal with, like the the GDPR and the CCPA. Right. And then this experience with COVID, you know, made us think, geez, we could really offer a service here and, you know, try to, you know, maybe automate for free some of the policies and, and other things that, that, that companies and law firms need to do to have their company work remote. Yeah. And some of which I've I, I got to be honest, I, 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 or I've got to imagine anyway, that they're, it's not even that they're having trouble complying with them. They may not even know they exist. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let me give you an example. Like, yeah. you know, some of the laws that, that govern employees regularly still govern if they work from home, like OSHA. 
You know, oh, you wow, have to yeah. ensure that they're that 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 your employees have a safe working environment. You know, the confidentiality of 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 your information, all of that still applies. And so, you know, if you send your workforce home and you say, "Oh, well, work from your own computer at at home," that's that may present some issues actually with the confidentiality of 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 the information. Sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, there there are a host of issues like that that you know. Again, I think like you're saying. Many companies may not even know exist. Yeah. Work from your own computer on your own unsecured Wi-Fi. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, or your neighbors, <laughs> right? Some people are are working, you know, they they share it with their neighbor or they're, they're bopping over to Starbucks and using theirs. Exactly. And then maybe pulling up confidential client files yeah. or sensitive financial information. And so, you know, companies and and law firms and basically just all all businesses need to be aware of some of the issues that can arise when you work from home. And so we we basically automated, you know, some of the policies that that a company would need to handle some of those issues, which kind of brought us into this area and and has led led to this discussion with you. Cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about those, but I want to just get a little bit more background. You said that Wilson Sonsini like created 650 to give this kind of world class expertise and make it available to uh, smaller businesses. How did you get into this? How did you end up at 650? You mentioned also, or I mentioned uh, that uh, you're, you're working with LawX. Like, how did that all come about? What's your background? So I attended the University of Chicago for law school and then worked for a big law firm, uh, Quinn Emanuel, a big litigation law firm. Yep. And while I was there, what, you know, one of my best friends is a, is a software engineer. I don't think I fully understood how good of a software engineer he was, mm-hmm. but you know, we kind of brainstormed about some ideas to help basically help people who couldn't afford attorneys. And uh, we started building those and they started to do really well. And then that kind of caught the attention of BYU. And we started LawX at BYU. And basically LawX, the goal of LawX is like, we're, we're going to pick one area of the law that, that really is difficult for people who can't afford an attorney. Right. And we're going to try to automate it for them uh, so that they can self-service. And so we started to build tools for people who couldn't afford attorneys, and those really started to do well. We, we built a debt collection tool. Was, sorry, we built a tool for people who had been sued for a debt. Right. Basically, it was like TurboTax for answering a debt collection complaint. Yeah, and that, yeah. that had more uses in a month than we expected in the entire year. Wow. Then we, we built some other tools that, have, that really got pretty incredible usage. Like one of our tools has been used in every state in the nation. Yeah, you, I mentioned at the beginning that you had this uh, eviction tool. Yeah, yeah. Hello, landlord. We built that in, in conjunction with the University of Arizona, and that's had you know incredible usage. And so that caught the attention of Wilson Sonsini, and they thought, "Geez, let's let's do that. Let's but you know let's plug in our expertise into these tools and see if we can really lower the cost and make things more convenient to to use our our services. You know, to see because again, Wilson doesn't really reach down to a significant part of the market. Sure. You know, most people will never use Wilson Sonsini, but if if they knew how good a Wilson Sonsini was, they maybe w- they, they they would want to. Right, and so you're making some of their expertise accessible to those who might not otherwise engage the firm. Exactly, and so we're 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 building products. If if it's a product that costs money, it's usually one tenth to one twentieth of the cost that it would wow. that it would take otherwise. Yeah, about half our products are, are are for free. So we fund our kind of pro bono side through our for profit side. Perfect. And yeah, and at the end of the show, I'm going to ask you to give the listeners um, ways to check you out. So that's, that's really cool. So let's, let's turn our attention back now to what's going on. So the 
you mentioned, you know, lots of, we talked about lots of law firms have had to send people home. Some of them weren't as proactive as you were and, you know, waited until the actual stay-at-home order or whatever each state is calling them. And in some states, law firms are exempted. In some states, they aren't. But even the ones where they are exempted, they're having trouble keeping their people at the office or keeping the distancing. So anyway, they're, they're all sending their people home. What challenges, let's just list them right now because we're going to hear from our sponsors here in a second. But just tell me kind of as a list form, what are some of the main challenges these firms are facing? And when, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about them. I think some of the challenges that firms are facing are similar to the challenges we faced. And some, I think, are different depending on the firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we we were lucky enough. We function all on laptops, all on kind of uh, secure cloud systems. And so work, working from home uh, was not a big technological challenge for us. But for many firms, it's, it's, it's going to be a big technological challenge. You know, I mean, a lot of firms are still using desktops, don't have laptops. And so maybe people are, are kind of using their own computers, or they're having to scramble and get and get laptops for those people. Also, you know, a lot of like document storage systems, especially if they're if they're kind of legacy systems, don't run on the cloud. They run on premises servers. They, Exactly. And yeah. so that, so they run on a premises. So that's, that is an enormous challenge. I mean, if all of your client files are in the office and you can't access them remotely, then it's very difficult to do work. So that's one bucket. There, there are a bunch of technical challenges there. Sure. You know, bucket number two is what we discussed before is kind of dealing with some of the regulations that apply like OSHA, ADA that are implicated when you, when you change people's workplace, basically. Yeah. And I was just thinking and, when you when you said that earlier, I was just thinking like, wow, you know, so like the guy who goes home and puts his laptop at a bad angle and develops some repetitive motion problems, like that could be something you're actually liable for, even though it's at their home. Sure. Wow. Sure. And, yeah. and 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 so, you know, you need basically you need policies in place that employees know and and, and acknowledge that they've received saying that they're working in a safe environment that's that's not going to cause them harm. You know, one one other big challenge is is what if your workers get sick? This is complicated in a number of different ways. You know, one way is that is that companies during this crisis, and this is unique to to a situation like this, they companies really need to know who within their company has developed COVID nineteen or, or has come has, has either symptoms or been diagnosed with COVID nineteen, because the company has an obligation, again, to, to create a safe working environment. So if somebody has COVID-19, the company needs to tell that person, do not come into work. Please do not come into close contact with any of your work colleagues. Yep. And so, yeah, the company really has an obligation to, to the other employees to make sure that they are protected. And then the company also needs to know who that person who's been diagnosed or showing symptoms, who has that person been in contact with? So that the, so that then the company can can notify those people. Wow! So it even do the tracing exactly and trace it back. And again, you know, this 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 is part of a company's obligation to create a, a safe workplace. And the CDC and actually other government organizations who who deal with this have basically kind of laid out, you know, some of those obligations for employers. Yeah, I want to take that one and talk a little bit more about it and uh, go through some of the others because each one is like really fascinating and important for the listeners to hear. But we do have to hear from our sponsors here for a second. So we'll take a break, hear from our sponsors, and we'll come back. Um, We're talking with Kimball Parker, founder and CEO of 650, the technology subsidiary of Wilson Sonsini. Um, And we're talking about 
working remotely and some of the technical, ethical, employment, regulatory challenges with doing that. And we'll hear more about that when we come back. Ready to create and build your own solo or small farm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There's only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals, Solo Practice University. The only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than a thousand classes, 58 faculty and mentors. What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a research memo or a complicated appellate brief, our network of freelance lawyers have every level of experience and expertise. Sign up is free and there are no monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Use rebate code UNBILLABLE to get a $100 Amazon gift card when you complete your next project. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour. We're talking with Kimball Parker, the founder and CEO of 650. And we've been talking about the challenges that uh, small businesses, and particularly law firms, um, because that's that's you, my wonderful listeners, are facing with going and taking their workforce remote and uh, what some of the challenges are. And what's cool is Kibble was talking earlier about the fact that he's taken his own company remote and so has experienced a lot of these himself. And now as uh, in his role as sort of bringing the expertise of his partners at Wilson Sensini, who gave lots of great information to them, they're they're giving this information um, and putting it out there for you. And at the end of the show, we'll we'll have a link where you can learn more. But uh, so we were talking about several different challenges, Kimball, and you were you were in the middle of actually talking about the uh, responsibility with COVID nineteen and telling people is sort of the under the umbrella of keeping a safe workplace. And and I kind of cut you off on there. So th- let's start there, and then I want to go over some of the more technical stuff and the uh, privacy stuff. Yeah. So basically, you know, under normal circumstances, a company really shouldn't dive into the health of their of their workforce. Right. And, you know, and it's really none of their business and their laws to protect against it. But, you know, during a during a pandemic like this, especially one that is so dangerous to such a large portion of the population, those rules are are softened. And actually, government agencies suggest actually pretty, pretty strongly suggest that 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 employers really try to track the health of their employees as it relates to COVID-19 during this pandemic. And again, if you know, if you kind of think about the fundamentals of it, a lot of it makes sense. You know, employers have to keep, you know, they have an obligation to keep a, a safe working place for their employees. And if there's somebody who has COVID-19, who's then interacting with all the other employees, that's not safe. Right. right? right. And, and so, and so, and so employers have to track that, you know, need to try at least to track that information. And so, you know, this, this again, is are, are things that, that, that we heard from our law firm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think, the, so the, let's go through some of the other ones. The technical, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And quite honestly, it's 2020. <laughs> like you mentioned at the beginning, Secure Cloud made, for you, made the transition a lot easier. And the challenge for a lot of law firms is that some are still working on premises servers, that the document management system is physically located in the office and they're facing greater challenges. What are they, I mean, obviously it's, the time is too short for them to make the full transition to cloud-based document management systems. So what are you recommending they do right now? You know, it's uh, interesting, you know, so several law firms that I've worked at had actual physical files and file cabinets. And I think lawyers probably need to, to take those home. 
and store those store those at home where they're going to be working. I think that's 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 probably what I would have done when I was uh, back pr- practicing law with with physical files. But otherwise, I you know I think I think it's tough. I mean, probably they they need to take a day, get everything they need from the office, download whatever they can onto onto laptops or or hard drives that they can put on onto their computer so that they can work remotely. But you know, ag- again. All that raises confidentiality issues as well. Those confidentiality issues are tied directly into the technology that people use while they work at home. Yeah, and we mentioned that, right? So they may have confidential information on their laptop that they bring home, or they may have to move confidential information to their computer that they're working on from home. So what, what should law firms be looking at and doing to try to mitigate this issue? You know, law firms, to the extent that they can do this, obviously should, should, should try to transition as much of their work onto the cloud as possible and any kind of file sharing, you know, there are secure FTP systems that that they can use to kind of transfer files and uh, information securely, but it's something that they, that they need to monitor. And, uh, you know, obviously they have a duty to their clients to uh, do it, but, you know, I think taking as much as can be had physically, I think is, is, is probably key if it's, if it's still there. And what do you think about like like as a as a short term at least a short term solution about them moving files that might otherwise be on a file server to one of the public services or publicly available services like Box.com or Dropbox or SharePoint or one of these? Well, I think you know one one thing that I think will be really interesting out of this is that the law has been actually pretty hostile towards working with a, a bunch of cloud tools and and kind of collaboration tools. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't have this problem at 650 because we're not a law firm. You know, we're a technology company. Right. That's the subsidiary of a law firm. So we're not we're not dealing with all of those same obligations. And so we can use, for example, the Google's like Google Drive right. and use Google Docs. And so anyway, I, I have wondered whether whether this situation is going to help soften, you know, s- some of the regulatory hurdles to using those services. Because like something like Google Drive or Box or Dropbox, you know, those, you know, SharePoint, some, you know, those services are just essential right now. Legal work in a lot of law firms and a lot of instances just cannot be done without those types of file sharing services. And so, you know, I think it's like not completely clear from what I understand from the law, whether those are, those are allowed. I know that there have been some, some opinions questioning whether people can use Google Drive or, or some of those services, but but you know now it, in this time, you know I, I I don't really see another choice. But what I think what what you're definitely saying is that regardless of where the law is right now, because it may be different in each state and whatever, and we're certainly on right. the show not you know we're not we're not stating an opinion on what the law actually is. But what what I think you're saying you're seeing is that it has the uncertainty around it has reduced law firms' reliance on these tools that would be very helpful in a time like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's driven law firms away from those tools, which now I think is really coming back to bite the, the, the profession in a time where they have to work remotely. I mean, in, in, in a lot of states, you mentioned it's by order. And so there aren't a lot of choices there. And, and, and if the rules eliminate, you know, five of the seven best ones, it's, it's, it's <laughs> difficult to fish out which ones work and which ones don't under the rules. And anyway, I think there, there needs to be more flexibility there. 
Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to hear from uh, our sponsors one more time. Um, and when we come back, uh, we're talking with Kimball Parker of 650, and we've been talking about law firms moving remote in response to the COVID-19 epidemic and the uh, work from home or the stay home orders that are coming down. And what I want to do is transition a little bit as we come back, and we're going to talk to Kimball about, again, some more tips about what we sh- people should be doing in the short term, but also how this might be a wake-up call and what law firms, law firm owners should be thinking about to be better prepared to work remotely in the future. So with that, we'll uh, hear from our sponsors and come back and talk a little bit more with Kimball Parker. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm's software, and much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. And we're back with the Unbillable Hour and Kimball Parker, uh, founder and CEO of 650, technology subsidiary of the law firm Wilson Sonsini. And we're talking about the need, the kind of quick and sudden need. I mean, uh, you know, I think Kimball said that they heard about the NBA shutdown on March 13th, was it? And then you you basically made the decision right away to go remote. You know, a lot of law firms are facing decisions about that quickly. So what I wanted to do on the, uh, at this point in time is, is talk a little bit, Kimball, if you would, about just some best practices based on what you experienced, based on what some of your clients have experienced that law firms should be doing now, and then also about what they really should be thinking about to be better prepared to work remotely in the future. Yeah, so this coronavirus pandemic really has shuffled the legal market, I think, already. Yeah. And has the potential to really reshuffle it in the future for a long time. And I think basically the winners that are going to come out of this are the firms that, that are the most nimble and that can react in the most helpful way for their clients. I think I think in a lot of ways small firms are at a huge advantage here because a big big institutional firm it's it's typically very difficult to kind of change direction on a dime sure right and you know wilson sonsini exempted actually you know i think that that's this is one of the values kind of we we bring to the firm is that you know we're able to pivot and and release kind of meaningful products uh, uh, pretty quickly but but I, you know, companies right now are really scrambling, really, really scrambling to deal with COVID nineteen. And I think to the extent that a law firm can get up to speed with with what companies need and and to service those needs in a way that that's helpful, obviously to the company, I, I think puts them way ahead. Sure. And again, I think you know a small firm can pivot like that in a way that that a big firm may have a hard time doing. So. You know, I think I think aside from all of the all the issues we talked about about kind of having the technology in place, making sure that that, that you're not tripping over other regulatory issues, 
I think this really is a big opportunity for those who can seize it in helping clients getting on their good side, which, which eventually when this thing flattens out and, and, and we recover from it, I, I think it will, will pay huge dividends. Yeah, absolutely. Those who can continue to serve their clients will be remembered by their clients for it. Um, so what, what would you would you describe as any must-have resources that you could recommend to assist with this going remote? I think, you know, we talked about some of the online file storage. Uh, I said Dropbox and Box, and you also mentioned Google Drive, which is great. And I think I also said uh, SharePoint. But what are some other resources they should be thinking about? So, you know, you know, legal file system that I like is uh, NetDocs. Mm-hmm. So as I've kind of moved to different firms and worked for different institutions, I think that's that to me is kind of the best the best software for law that's secure that can kind of manage documents, drafts, every, everything like that that a that a law firm needs. And it's cloud based. And and it's cloud based exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's that that's one of the huge advantages of it. You know, we use Google Drive for people in jurisdictions where that is not an issue. I mean, Google Drive is incredible, and it's incredible for drafting documents too. I mean, the the collaboration tools in 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 their Google Documents tool is really like the best on the market. Wow! And it's a shame that that lawyers have have been reluctant to use it. But basically, yeah. every startup, every other business like that, uses Google Do- Google Drive and Google Docs extensively, including Google. Uh, <laughs> sure. And so, to the extent that it's not some kind of issue with your local in your local jurisdiction, that's an incredible option. And probably if you use it, you won't ever go back. Yeah, so that's another that's another great resource. Um, what about so you know obviously everybody's using some sort of video conferencing, Uber conference, Zoom, GoToMeeting, and others. And there have risen in the past week or two some concerns about privacy of these services. I just wanted to ask you to talk more generally about privacy issues that law firms should be concerned with in this more virtual world? Is Zoom safe? Are products like that safe? What, what should they, and what other concerns should they have? Yeah, so we've, we use Zoom. The uh, Wilson Sunsini uses WebEx. I think both of those, both of those are great options. I think the, the privacy issues are, are, as far as I understand them, are more on the margins. Yeah, I don't think that it's, it's the type of privacy issues that small firms should, should really worry about. You know, it's more sharing usage like with with some social media platforms, right? Not like somebody can hack in and listen to your client conversations, right? So I, you know, both of those are great options. Google Hangouts, we we actually use Google Hangouts a lot. Google Hangouts is free. You know, Zoom Zoom actually is free, but you can't have meetings over forty five minutes, and so that creates a little limit there. Google Hangouts is free, and you can use it as extensively as you want. I don't think that the video quality is quite as good on Google Hangouts as Zoom. There are a lot of good, secure, secure enough at least, uh, video conference options there for for law firms that make collaborating so much easier uh, remote. Perfect. So I know that you and your company, 650, have a COVID-19 online resource that you recently released to help businesses, including uh, law firms, navigate these COVID-19-related workplace issues. You have some policies or procedures that uh, include a telecommuting policy. Is this something that law firms could use uh, for for themselves and their clients? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we've had hundreds of companies use our service right now so far for free. And a significant portion of those are are law firms. Now, part of the terms of service are that you can't take those policies, turn them around, 
and sell them. You know, these policies are meant to be free for all businesses, including law firms. And so, yes, so you can refer yeah, them exactly, exactly, and and really use them for your own purposes, right? Sure. I, in that, to help you think through as a law firm, you know, how do we transition our workforce remote? How do we deal with extended sick leave? How do we deal with reimbursements and travel? And then we also developed a, a kind of a ticketing or, or questionnaire system that can collect information from employees who have been affected by COVID-19. Some of that information, it's, it's easy to deploy. We actually have customer service reps ready to help people use it and set it up. And again, that's, that's free. And, you know, we're not looking for an angle here. It's not free for, a, for I gotcha. you know, two months and then you have to pay. I wouldn't let you talk about it this much if it weren't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's great. So um, where can people go to find out more about this? So they can go to 650.com backslash COVID. 650, so that's com. That's right. That's right. Spelled out. So www.sixfifty.com backslash COVID for information on those tools. And if people wanted to contact you to learn more about you or what, what, you, got, what you do, what's a, what's a great way for people to reach out to you if they want to know some more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My email is Kimball, K-I-M-B-A-L-L at 650.com. And yeah, we, we would love to hear feedback or any suggestions or product ideas to help with this COVID situation. Thank you very much, Kimball. And this, of course, wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Business Advisory Podcast. Our guest one more time has been Kimball Parker. Kimball is a founder and CEO of 650, the technology subsidiary of the law firm William Santini. And he's also the director of LawX, the legal design lab at the BYU Law School. He's given you his contact information, and I hope you reach out to him and take advantage of the resources that he's providing free to the legal community and other businesses as well. Of course, I am Christopher Anderson, and I look forward to seeing you next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business that works for you. Remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu slash interactive or download PLI's mobile app.